Field just outside of Music City, Nashville, Tennessee, USA, with miles of wires and thousands of volts. We transmit worldwide. WTWW Lebanon, Tennessee, United States of America. Welcome to the Digicom Cafe, located at the intersection of faith and technology. We hope you enjoy your cafe experience where we cater to your digital and spiritual appetites and build interest in the amateur radio hobby, one story at a time. Please stand by as we get ready to launch this episode of Radio on the Rocks. You are about to listen to a Radio on the Rocks cafe cast with your host, Denny J, K5DCC, in the Digicom Cafe Communications Network. Enjoy Denny's reality radio activities of the day, including cafe news and updates, on-air contacts on satellites, and conversations on a myriad of RF and digital communications platforms, including guest interviews of amateur radio operators from around the world. So, pull up a chair, enjoy some cafe on ice, and fill up your glass with some radio on the rocks. Good evening, Denny J here in the Digicom Cafe, welcoming you to another episode of Radio on the Rocks, my reality radio cafe cast for Monday, December 9th, 2019. This morning I was checking in with my friends over on Zello in the International Radio Network on their Zello channel and happened upon my friend Paul, G1SQY, over there in the UK. I've interviewed Paul before and had many conversations with him. Always fascinated by the the topics that we talk about when we get together. And uh, this was not intended to be uh, material for the Cafe Cast today, but it was so stimulating and interesting, I thought this would be good material. I think you all would enjoy it. Uh, Paul is a great communicator. He's uh, much like me. He's kind of philosophical about life, and I think you'll enjoy some of Uh, the perspectives that we share together. Uh, I have to apologize up front for the audio quality, being as I wasn't planning on uh, actually recording anything in that conversation for our podcast. I was only using my Logitech video cam, and uh, that audio quality is not nearly as good as the MXL mic, my studio mic. Paul actually sounds way better. I don't know what you're using over there, Paul, but it's uh, it's top-notch. Good quality audio for Zello. Anyway, uh, we'll just uh, have this as our main episode or our main segment for today is a QSO with myself and Paul, G1SQY. Enjoy. Good morning, Paul, K5DCC. How you doing? Ah, good afternoon. <laughs> it's the story man. How are you doing, Denny? G1SQY. No, I'm doing great. Yeah, we've been uh, so busy. We haven't been around on on Zello hardly at all these days. Been pretty active on uh, on satellites and HF. I'm monitoring HF right now, and decided to uh, check in on on you guys and see if everything's okay. <laughs> my uh, daily podcast is uh, taking up quite a bit of my time too, but it just keeps me radioactive. 
Anyway, how's uh, winter weather over there in the UK? Well, I think uh, you and I both, Danny, I've uh, spent a lot less time on network radio in the last sort of three weeks uh, than I had been doing, uh, simply because I, I started a new job and um, you throw yourself into it, don't you? That, well, that's the only thing you can do if you want to uh, start to build uh, the reputation that they made the right choice in hiring you. So... <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I've, I've not been as active, uh, as, as, as I usually have been, but, um, but I have been out, um, playing RF a few times, uh, and that has brought me into conflict with the weather. Um, it's, uh, I think we're, we're, we're definitely into winter now. Most of the trees are bare and, um, uh, temperatures are generally very cool now. It's warmed up this last day or two. But we have had some uh, some strong winds, and I've just been doing that annual thing of uh, making sure that the guy lines and stuff are tensioned in the garden. <laughs> and I was doing that just yesterday afternoon. <laughs> but uh, also did a, a VHF contest yesterday. Uh, went out portable. And say brought me into conflict with the weather because I had chosen a, a nice spot at I think about two hundred and ninety ish meters above sea level uh nice and exposed and uh whilst at home there was a slight breeze by the time you got up there uh the rain was horizontal <laughs> could i get a tarp shelter up over the back of the truck to give me a nice comfortable operating position no <laughs> i struggled with with that and 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 got myself well my rain clothes my outer rain shell absolutely uh, drenched before essentially grabbing the tarp, rolling it up into a ball, chucking it into the footwell and moving on to a more sheltered location. (laughs) But it sounds like we're both getting out uh, and doing, uh, and doing a little bit of something, even if it's not as much as we'd want to. And uh, um, I hope you're getting the, uh, the, the, the viewing figures and stuff or, or listening figures. Uh, for your uh, for your podcasts as well, because um, it's clear that you, uh, you you put a, a fair amount of energy into them. So uh, hopefully they are propagating. Uh, anyway, back to you, Danny. G one S Q Y. Well, yeah, I'm uh, I'm pleased. It takes a while to build these things and uh, starts out slow, but we've had some good exposure lately. The numbers are going up a little bit. Not that I'm all that worried about numbers, but you know, if you're going to put some effort into it, you might as well make it worthwhile and have some listeners. Uh, we got some great exposure with uh, QSO today. That's Eric Guth over there in Israel. I contacted him and asked if he would be uh, interested in being my guest one day, and uh, we had a nice, long conversation. The podcast itself was uh, more like a QSO, about an hour long, and uh, Eric was uh, so tickled by it. He said, you know I don't have a guest for my show this week. Would you mind if I just use your audio and we'll do it on mine too? And I said, sure, by all means. That'll help uh, help me out a lot too. So we had uh, mine out there and then his his uh, was last week. See, a week ago Saturday. So uh, anyway, got a lot of feedback on that. Uh, I was uh, tickled. One guy had uh, sent him a tweet saying that he's been listening for the last three years. He said, this is the best episode yet. So that uh, made my day. 
and uh, I think brought a lot more listeners in too. So we're slowly growing. We're having fun. We're bringing in uh, real radio experiences like my satellite stuff. I have uh, several, well, you know, the cafe theme. It's a buffet. We got all kinds of stuff going on. I've got my typical Radio on the Rocks Cafe Cast interview. And I've got my reality radio, which is just a, a daily thing where I just share what I'm doing, what I'm when I'm doing it on uh, on radio. I've got one called My Favorite Pass Time. <laughs> past, not past time, but past time, which has to do with satellites. So whenever I go out and work a satellite, I'll make a podcast out of it so others can listen to themselves and things. And that's picking up. So just having fun, trying to build interest in amateur radio. You can hear 40 meters going in the background there. I'm on my uh, zip code frequency for the cafe here, 72662, waiting for uh, someone to maybe give me a call. I just posted it on Facebook. So um, right now, getting set up here uh, for uh, some linear satellite passes. I don't have any fancy radios for doing satellites. I've got a couple of Baofeng handhelds for uh, going out and working the FM birds, but... Uh, the single sideband ones, they call them the linears. Uh, those radios are pretty pricey to get on board with uh, working people on, on that. So I got this uh, Newelec SDR, RTL SDR dongle. And I thought, I bet you that would work great. So I've been playing around with that lately. I plug it into my MacBook Pro. I'm running a program called GQRX, which is uh, SDR software. And uh, when the birds come up, I, I have that with me and connected to my arrow antenna, pointed at the bird, and, uh, and I can record the entire band pass on here. It's uh, huge files when I'm done, but I don't even have to worry about working them. I'm just listening. But, you know, you've got, you got a whole spectrum. That's uh, 145.730 to 750. And anywhere in between there, guys will be uh, working uh, trying to make contacts. So anyway, I just record that whole band span, band spread, and then I can play it back and use my cursor to go around on the waterfall there and click on activity that I see and listen to it. And and so it uh, it creates a huge file. My average file, based on 10, 11 minutes of recording, is uh, almost nine gigabytes. <laughs> so not a not a very efficient way to record. I'll tell you. But it's it's pretty difficult to try and chase a conversation around because they, the Doppler effect and people, you know, spinning the dial around. Uh, it's it's very unusual. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, satellites, but it's very interesting. So anyway, I'm going to talk about weather. Let me reset. Talk about uh, the weather. Uh, this is going to be a little, little bit uncomfortable going out in the winter weather doing satellites. So. Uh, I thought, well, here I could uh, just connect it to my outside antenna. I've got a dual band vertical with uh, quite a bit of gain. And so I'm waiting for a pass of one of the linear birds. I want to see if I can hear it real well from in the house. So right now I'm just getting it set up. I've got the new elect plugged into my laptop and just getting ready. I think it's uh, about 45 minutes from now. One of those linear birds is coming by. So just doing some experimenting and having some fun. So uh, have you done any satellite work yet? K5DCC. Hi, Danny. Well, uh, 
I um, uh, try and pick up on those. I did. Um, uh, I think I heard or list, managed to get time to listen to. I think about the first half of the uh, conversation with Eric, uh, which uh, seemed like you you guys were having. A, <laughs> I say it was a, it, it was quite a quite a flip flop through the thing, wasn't it, as to who's interviewing who. <laughs> But um, as you say, that, therefore, it ends up being a conversation more than anything. So um, that was really quite interesting. I don't think I, I, from memory, I'm sure I kind of got halfway through or just passed halfway through and then uh, ran out of time or phone wreck. Something anyway uh, came in. So um, I maybe got some listening to do to the back end of that conversation. But um, um, yeah, it's... <laughs> it, uh, from what I couldn't remember, it was it, it, it was almost certainly over network radio <laughs> that you were talking because uh, there was a level of clarity that um, wouldn't have come with RF. Um, um, in terms of the weather and being out, well, I mean, yesterday I was operating from the uh, from the back of the truck. I just had the tailgate <laughs> down and the radio and and and, and little netbook. Um, perched on there while I just sat on a stool behind it and, um, you know, hand spun, uh, my, uh, my two meter beam. And, uh, I think the temperature, ambient temperature was probably about four or five degrees centigrade. So, um, yeah, a few, I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit, but, um, you know, a few degrees above freezing, uh, but the wind and rain, oh, the humidity level just kind of took the, I think with wind chill, it was certainly uh, at least negative five. But um, I managed to bear it. I think, I mean, all told, if you include the setup and teardown, I was probably out for about six hours. <laughs> That's the other thing. Well, I got to the first site around about nine, had to decamp from there partway through setting up because it was just too windy. Um, to the degree that, um, you know, hard ground hammered in state pegs were just flying out the ground. And, and, and that becomes dangerous when the wind can whip the tarp so hard in the air that you've got a piece of piece of metal flying around. So uh, gave up on that and moved to slightly lower ground, but with some trees to one side that I wasn't, you know, wasn't going to be a direction I was particularly interested in. So, um, you know, that took some of the sting out of it, but it was cold. Um, but you know, if, if it's something you want to do, it's, it's something you just put up with. And at the end of the day, most of the time you're, you're not thinking about the cold, are you? You're just sitting there spinning the dial and, uh, racking up contacts. Um, haven't done any uh, any satellite for a long time, but um, I did uh, just before you mentioned it. I was actually thinking that um, having an SDR receiving a or, or, or saving a, a slice of band uh, would make uh, the the decode afterwards much easier <laughs> if it can lock onto the uh, carrier and then just follow it around the dial as um, as the bird moves and and spins and whatnot. Then uh, that that would have been uh, uh, that that would certainly make you decode afterwards for your um, podcast a damn sight easier than having to do the frequency correction on the fly. But um, no, it's. I think we might have mentioned this when we spoke before. I, I really do. You've kind of inspired me to get back out and do some portable satellite work. It's something I did do oh twenty or so years ago, if not more. 
um, fairly infrequently, but um, you know, it was something I had or, or ha- have had an interest in. Um, um, and then it kind of, you know, it passed. I've moved on to other stuff or whatever. But um, you've kind of reignited the flame. So, um, you know what? If it weren't so cold, I'd probably have been out in the uh, out in the garage uh, and, and, and made an antenna by now. But um, it'll come. G1SQY. Well, Paul, you made my day. That uh, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm trying to uh, get people back into radio again and making it fun again and stir up some excitement and interest. And of course on the birds, we need more people. You know, the, one of the goals for a lot of the guys is to work all the grid squares. I imagine you do the same thing over there in Europe, but uh, there's a lot of areas in our country that there's nobody living in the grid squares or at least no hams. And so the more hams we get involved in satellite, the, the more contacts can be made. Of course, it'll, probably be pretty chaotic on the fm birds and everybody trying to contact each other within that 10 minute frame uh they're pretty they're pretty polite most of them uh it helps if you're uh working duplex with two radios because you can hear yourself and you can hear if someone else is trying to transmit so you can back off right away so they can get their contact in but a good crowd of guys on satellites i'm i'm very impressed and very active on twitter so we interact with each other pretty regularly and and uh, once you've been into a while, you realize, you know, it's the same. It's the same guys. It's kind of like being over here in network radios. You know, it's the same guys. There's not a lot, just kind of a, a small uh, subculture of amateur radio. Satellites is much the same way. But uh, one of the reasons I'm not as active on the Zello side and more active on uh, HF stuff and satellites is because the, the pool is bigger. And if I'm going to grow my podcast, I'm going to have to uh, uh, somehow get the word out. And the best way for me to do it is to be radioactive, where people look me up on QRZ, where I have all the information about what I'm doing. So it's fun. It's good to be back into sideband and some of these other things. And I'm really having fun with the podcast. If it wasn't fun, I wouldn't do it. By the way, uh, the uh, interview was not on uh like Zello or something like that. It was on it was on Skype. And we both were using studio microphones, so that's why the audio quality was so much better. Uh, I just uh I have a special uh, software package on my my laptop here, my MacBook that allows me to decide where the where the audio is coming from so I can bring it in from Skype and my mic and it's like a almost like a big soundboard where you can just plug in different devices and and go into one other device. And uh, works really slick. I can I can get it from my radio, my HF rig, anything, and uh, use that for recording. So uh, I got some pretty cool tools that make it make it easy to do. And yeah, it was more like a QSO. That's the way I like to do things. And uh, we t- we covered a lot of different topics for sure. Now, uh, speaking of your job, congratulations. I would imagine your job probably has something to do with. Uh, kind of an upfront thing, kind of a spokesman maybe for a business or something, because you're such a great communicator. Well, <laughs> that's kind of you to say. Um, uh, well, by my profession, I'm a, a telecommunications consultant. Um, I've done that mostly since I left college. Um, you know, sort of 
I guess it's that thing, isn't it? Come again, being a you know someone who's interested in technology, just as a you know a thing that sparks interest. I found my way into telecoms um, initially as an engineer, and um, after a while, I think you just drift through uh, different. <laughs> you, I think. You, what what am I trying to say as as a good communicator? Let me gather some thoughts. Essentially, I think you find your way, don't you? Or or the way finds you, whichever way around it is. You start in a job because you're interested in it, and then your particular skill sets or talents lead you off in 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 the in the further direction before you get to where you're going. So I went through um, did a lot of things like troubleshooting um that involved speaking to customers fixing problems and concerns issues whatever just coming up with resolutions and that kind of eventually took me into a customer facing uh side of things um ended up going through uh through pre-sales um so uh yeah out front with um with the slippery snake oil salespeople, keeping them as, as as some of my guys used to call me, keeping them honest. <laughs> well, at the end of the day, they can make any promise they want, but um, it, it's people like me that then had to deliver on those promises. So <laughs> there was some self-interest. But um, no, I was made redundant from the last company I'd worked for. I think I did about 17 years with them. Um, and, uh, I just, you know, I had an opportunity just to kick back for the summer, uh, and take a break. Uh, you know, first time in 17 years, I'd more than, I'd had more than 10 days off work or something. So, um, it was nice to just have a, a break, um, and not have to worry about it, you know? And while I was doing that, I ended up doing some part-time consultancy rather than going back into full-time work. Um, you know, some old customers that called me up and wanted to know what I was doing and had things that they could send my way. Um, then I started my own <laughs> uh, beer shop. That was that was very good fun. Um, more of a, a hobby business. It's the kind of thing that will make me, um, you know, some holiday money or some hobby money rather than real money. Um, and the more, most recent thing is, um, I don't really have a title. I haven't been given one, but I'm now, I guess the nearest thing would be commercial manager, um, at a local brewery. Uh, some friends run a small brewery in one of the neighboring villages. Um, they're expanding, moved into new premises very recently, need to step up their game, come up with a communication. Well, here you go a communication strategy for online um, um, and um, in-person um, and to get a customer list and to work out where they're going and who they're going to sell to, who might buy from them, um, you know, basically get the word out there. Um, and um, I've reduced my fees substantially and joined them as, I guess, best, easiest thing, some kind of commercial manager, I guess. There'll be some sales involved as well. So um, I'll, I'll be helping them uh, uh, establish themselves. And we'll see where it goes from there. Um, it's, um, I think it's, it's what I decided when I was in that sabbatical, if you like, that um, 
doing what I'd done for the last 30 years was not necessarily going to fulfill me for the next, I don't know, 15, 18 years. Um, you know, uh, intellectually, I'd, I'd kind of done everything I was wanting to do. And actually, on reflection, found myself being quite bored with it all. So I've sought out new challenges and um, severely reduced my income at the same time. But life is better. And um, I work up, wake up uh, with a purpose um, and, um, uh, and, and, and maybe even a little bit more meaning. I don't know. <laughs> Let's not get too philosophical about it. Maybe that answers the question, but um, I'd, I'd fire it back at you. I mean, um, where, where, where do you come from? What's um, uh, what, what, what on earth was your day job? Do you want to ask you why? Yeah, my background is printing, uh, graphic arts. Uh, I was a, uh, a, they call us strippers back in the day, uh, but I've done everything in printing. I've worked in bindery. I've run presses. I worked in the dark room. Uh, I was, uh, my main career was uh, as a stripper or we would take the negatives and lay them up on the flats and uh, the imposition. And uh, with that, you'd burn the plates, plates on the press, print the paper, you know. And uh, as time went on, I could see that our future was going to change with the uh, first Macintosh when it came out. And I told uh, my coworkers that I said, uh, guys, we won't be doing this forever. And they laughed at me. I bought one of the first uh, Macintosh computers and watched it grow and develop and uh, got all the software and taught myself how to how to use the computer for doing uh, uh, electronic pre-press. Of course, it wasn't even considered that in the beginning, but uh, eventually, uh, I'm going to turn my radio down here. Eventually, I uh, actually started doing uh, um, seminars, teaching people how to use some of the software to uh, do things that we were doing on the light table. And uh, things changed very quickly. Most of my friends lost their jobs because they phased that whole end of things right out of there. The older ones uh, couldn't adjust and adapt to it. The uh, younger ones, of course, are pretty pretty good. They uh, got some training and, and moved on. But I was ahead of the curve, so I ended up working for some pretty uh, uh, top-drawer pre-press companies and uh, got even more training on the job there too so we were doing all kinds of uh, stuff all using computers uh, for printing and uh, retired from that and now i get to uh, use all the the tools that uh, i worked with that i really liked from all the different things i did in my life and wrap it up into what i'm doing now i'm just having a ball i love retirement <laughs> Now, anyway, Paul, you, you are such a good communicator. I just pictured you as being like a spokesperson for a job, but I guess that works for sales, too. Salesmen have to be good communicators. But I've always enjoyed uh, hearing you on here, and when you run the nets, you do an excellent job. So uh, I don't mean to give you a big head, but, hey, it, like you say, you know, it, it kind of finds you. You uh, you go to school, you get your education, you do some some study and preparation for what you think you're going to do the rest of your life and then you know, enjoy the ride because it does change. A lot of people change their careers over and over and over again until they find something they really love to do. And uh, that's the way it should be. You should do something you love to do. But I know a lot of people get stuck in jobs that they hate and it affects their whole life. Uh, they become very sour and negative and 
hard to live with and all they do is complain and whine and cry. Well, you know, you didn't have to do that. You, you could you could move out and do something different, I tell them. There's a lot of stuff out there. And uh, even our kids now, and they're, they're feeling like they're forced to go to college and they're always looking for the dollar. What kind of job's gonna make me the most money? And uh, we tell our grandkids and friends, you know, college isn't for everybody. You know, we need more people in the trades that actually can do something, skillfully do something, and they can be very successful. We have many friends that are. So if you don't always worry about chasing the dollar, uh, you can be very happy in life. Uh, in fact, our, one of our mottos is uh, success is not measured by how much you have, but by how little you need. And so, I mean, we're not rich. We didn't uh, invest a lot, didn't make a lot of big bucks, but... Uh, Hey, we've got what we need. We're debt free and we're very happy. And uh, I wouldn't do it any other way. I'm listening here right now to the weather station on my SDR dongle. We got everything calibrated. So we're ready for uh, XW2A. That's a satellite. And the uh, download frequency is uh, 145.660. So we're ready to go. K5 DCC back to you, Paul. Well, I suppose I better try for a short over this time if you've got a, a pass coming through. But um, you know what? I mean, you, 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 yeah, one of the things I, I really enjoyed is one of the things I, I did for a while at one of my previous employers um, was um, uh, demonstrations and um, evangelism, um, you know, presenting to groups and things like that. And um I always really enjoyed that, um, <laughs> even though it's standing up in front of a bunch of people um, and putting yourself out there for some criticism or whatever, whether it's your delivery or the depth of your knowledge or the breadth of your knowledge, whatever. Um, I always found that that was just a buzz. Um, I, I really used to enjoy that. It was something that kind of came in as part of the part of the job that finds you um, with one of my previous employers. And um, it was a sideline, I guess, more than the core job. Um, but that was really just down to the fact that um, uh, they needed someone <laughs> for some reason. I popped into their head and uh, it turned out that uh, it was a little bit scary at first. But after a while, it was just really great fun. I think one of the things I um, if, if, if uh, one of the things I haven't tried yet, I, I've dipped my toe into it informally, but that um, may well come if I ever choose the fact cho choose to change careers again, um, would be training, not physical training. I'm far too old and lazy for that, <laughs> but um, yeah, knowledge transfer and. Um, it's it's again it's one of those things that's been part of my role over the years, whether it's through one-to-one -one mentoring or uh, sharing knowledge with 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 other groups uh, within the businesses that I've worked for, and that's always such great fun as well and such a buzz. It must be, I would imagine, part of what so at least part of what you get out of what you're doing with um, with with your communications. Um, uh platforms and that um 
there's a real buzz, isn't there? When you enlighten someone or send them off in another direction, in, in a nice way, <laughs> you know, when you, when every now and again, you do these things and you see somebody in front of you and you just know the lights just came on in that particular person. The lights came on, they're in, they're the people at the end of the session that are coming up to you and asking you for a lot more detail. And um, you know what? If you just get one of those every now and again, that's way more than enough. Now, I think you'll agree with that. Do you want SQY? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And they do come in. And usually what you do get in the way of feedback is just a like a tip of the iceberg. There's probably many more below that tip that uh, feel the same way, but just uh, aren't ones to put themselves out there to leave a comment or word of encouragement or whatever. So uh, if I hear from a few people that are touched by what I'm doing, uh, it makes it all the more worthwhile. And yeah, you're right. It is kind of a buzz. <laughs> uh, I, I really enjoy it. And uh, we'll see where it goes. Um, a lot of people think, oh, you're just trying to be famous. <laughs> I'm nobody. I'm no different than anybody else. I just, uh, I just like to do what I do. I'm just having fun. And uh, in some respects, I'm, it's costing me because I'm, I'm paying for some of the services. But, hey, I'll use free wherever I can get it. For example, my platform for the podcast is uh, anchor.fm. It's a great site. You, you might even consider it. I could see you as a podcaster, uh, but it's totally free. It's a wonderful uh, set of tools for very easily creating a podcast. You don't need anything fancy. You could just use your phone and you can do all this fancy stuff with uh, transitions and adding background music. And and then they, as soon as you get it uh, posted, they share it and, and uh, connect it with other podcast platforms up to, I don't know, I think I've got a, about 10 of them right now that are are also streaming it, including big ones like Spotify, which Spotify bought out Anchor.fm. But Spotify and uh, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, a uh, whole bunch of different ones. So, and then I can I can also monitor uh, the activity and which platform is being used. And of course, uh, Apple's the big biggest one. Uh, that's no surprise. Most people listen to it there. If you listen to it on Anchor.fm, of course you can use the little arrows on either side of the play button to click ahead and back to the next segment. Cause uh, that's how I, how I record these in segments. Uh, so if I do uh, say a little intro, that's a separate segment. And I go to an interview, that's another segment or recording of it, somebody's net. That's another segment. So you can easily click through from segment to segment to listen to what you want to listen to. You know, like maybe a satellite pass you like that. So you could just, click through to just the satellite pass. Uh, or some, maybe some people don't like the devotional we have at the end. Just click right past it and go to the end, uh, whatever you want to do. But it's uh, very maneuverable. Uh, apps like Stitcher, uh, you can listen to the whole thing on not only my uh, Amazon skill, but you can listen to it on Stitcher on the uh, Amazon devices. And uh, you can use your voice to maneuver through it too. You can just say, uh, uh, skip ahead. 15 seconds or two minutes or five minutes or rewind, you know, four minutes or whatever. And it's just all automatic. So podcasts are fun. And uh, I'm, I'm kind of getting hooked on 
I'm producing them, but I'm also getting hooked on listening to them. And I highly recommend listening to to uh, Eric's. In fact, I just got a notification. Eric is online on Skype right now, so so maybe I should give him a call. But anyway, uh, it, it's a lot of fun. And yeah, if you can help someone else, and a lot of people think, well, I can't help anybody. Well, listen, if you know more than someone else, you can help them. Uh, there's a lot of people that know way more than I do, and they help me. In fact, in our conversations, I always end up learning something new and and something is shared that I was not aware of that uh, expands my horizons and gives me something else to delve into and research and enjoy. So uh, it's uh, it's beneficial both ways. Back to you, K5DCC. Well, it's uh, I, I, I find myself nodding <laughs> along as you're uh, as you're making each of those points and. Uh, uh, so, I mean, I came across uh, Anchor when you uh, moved platforms. Uh, it can't have been long ago, I don't think. But um, uh, yeah, the uh, I think the ability to have a a chapter skip <laughs> is something that's um, uh, for me. I don't know. Podcasts. I mean, they've been around for so long now. It's only recently, and by that I mean certainly maybe even six to eight months, let's say this calendar year, that I've actually become a more of a regular podcast listener. Uh, or um, It just, everything was so, you had to put so much thought into it when I first explored, when podcast was a thing with the first Apple iPods, or at least my exposure to it and my experience was, it was often such hard work. Having to get your device and plug it in and, you know, run downloads and, uh, you know, erase, delete, what have I listened to, what haven't I yet listened to. It seems such such a pain in the backside, basically. And I just tried it when it first came out. I don't know, what would it be, 2000s? <laughs> Um, and then just ditched it because it was just too much hassle. It was just easier to put on the radio in the car. Um, but now with the everything's connected world uh, and re fairly reliable 4G, if not at least 3G, um, you know that you you can you can just, as you say, you have an app on your phone now. You don't have to remember to bring a device or to have populated it with productions um, um, uh, beforehand. You, you just decide on the fly. This is what I'm interested in listening or hearing about today. So uh, I'm kind of coming on board with it a little. We talk about the, uh, <laughs> the, the spokesperson. Um, yeah, I think I'll end up being that for this business as well. Um, the guys that um, have started that business, uh, you know, one of them's a, a backseat investor. The other one is um, a chemicals engineer. And the other one is um, the brewer. And um, I guess for it, it needs somebody <laughs> to help them put their thoughts forward. And actually, one of the things I've been tossing around very casually as an idea, um, um, well, it was very casual until recently, but we just agreed that we're going to do um, uh, a video introduction to the, um, to the company, the people, the ideas, you know, just a short thing, a little promo kind of thing that we can share as as necessary. But it just gives an insight, not just to the 
the company, but the personalities and starts to help build that story and perhaps some engagement as well. So I've been tossing around quite a few ideas about what we could maybe do. I wasn't actually thinking with audio podcasts, but more with something perhaps on on, on a video platform. Um, whether that's just, um, essentially it would be a knowledge sharing thing, specifically to do with perhaps maybe the technical processes of, you know, brewing, you know, the things that don't always get talked about, conditioning the water, you know, you don't just put tap water typically, or if you do, <laughs> uh, maybe that's a thing as well, but, you know, treating and conditioning the water before you use it as your base product for your beers. It's not something that's talked about a lot, but um, the guy that is running the business that comes from a chemical engineering, an industrial chemical engineering background. He just knows it inside out. Um, so being able to kind of uh, take uh, a vast amount of technical knowledge from him and somehow condense that into something usable that we could use just to drive interest in the business. So they're the kind of ideas I'm throwing around at the moment. So you never know. <laughs> you may have just made a prophecy. <laughs> But um, no, it's um, I, I certainly came to the realization that it's better to be doing something that um, engages me rather than me be the thing that's engaged <laughs> with with the previous jobs. Um, you know, I, I, it was one of those. It's only when I was kind of physically outside of doing that job for a small period of time that you kind of realize it hasn't been fulfilling for a while. And some of the stuff you mentioned before about uh, getting kind of bitter, um, I don't think I'd quite got that far. But that was one of the things that I noticed, that I clearly wasn't happy. Or I thought I was, <laughs> but I clearly wasn't ha as happy as I used to be. And it was one of those things where its time had passed. It was time to try something different um, and that's the path that I'm on right now um, I don't really know and this is actually quite nice as well um, where or which road I will be on in five years time or ten years time um, and once upon a time that uh, lack of clarity that lack of vision or direction would have absolutely driven me up the wall. And there is a little part of me that does like for things to be very organized. But um, I'm kind of liking the, uh, I'm, or rather I'm learning to enjoy things that are a little bit more, sporadic's probably the wrong word, but it probably gives an, an idea of where I'm trying to go with this line of thought, that um, sometimes not knowing every last detail and every turn or twist in the road, sometimes that is interesting in itself. Um, and it's something that was missing, again, of those things you realise, that was missing when everything was laid out. You knew every twist and turn that was coming. Everything was catered for. Uh, you could literally go through life on autopilot. Well, now I have to do a bit of navigating. And that's not all bad. But you know what? I'd love to retire today um, and just be able to continue in this vein of doing things exclusively that interest me but not having to consider drawing a salary for it, just to do things purely for the enjoyment of it. Um, 
that may now be a little bit further down the line than it would have been if I'd stuck with my well-paid professional job. But um, you can't have your cake and eat it. Do you want to ask you why? Well, Paul, I would uh, I would consider bringing you in here on a regular basis. And I changed my mind. I think I am going to share this conversation with your permission. It's been very philosophical and uh, inspirational in many, many ways. And uh, that's one thing I like about you is you are philosophical. I like the way you look at life. And uh, I think we have a lot in common. And uh, so uh, if you will give me your permission, I think I will use this QSO for today's podcast uh, as one segment. And uh, hopefully it will inspire others. And yeah, you really should consider a podcast. You've got a lot to share and you're a good communicator. And Anchor is a great platform to do it. You don't need uh, to spend any money at all. Just uh, use whatever you're using now. You could use your laptop or your phone or whatever. Of course, everybody says, well, you got to use an expensive mic. Well, you don't have to. I mean, I, I've been noticing how the audio quality of my iPhone sounds really decent or my iPad. Uh, the, the difference between some of those uh, device microphones and a studio mic is that there's not much rejection, so you do get a lot of background noise if there's any kind of noise. Uh, I've got an MXL mic here. That's my studio mic. It's a condenser mic, so it's very directional, and and you have to get up fairly close to uh, to really record good, clear, uh, good-sounding audio, which is best probably for podcasts, but you don't need it. When I'm out there doing the, the satellites, I just have my iPhone, which is attached to the boom of my antenna, and uh, I'm I'm a good two, three feet away, and it sounds uh, pretty decent, I think, <laughs> along with the ambient outside noises. But uh, I think you would uh, be a great podcaster. You'd build quite a following, I'm, I'm pretty confident. And uh, I think you'd be an asset to what I'm doing here. So if you don't mind, from time to time, I'd like to bring you on board, and we'll just uh, have another QSO about what's going on in our lives and amateur radio and what we're doing. And uh, together we can... Uh, help build interest in amateur radio. And I'm I'm doing this with several people that uh, have been kind of partnering with me and, and been kind enough to allow me to use our conversation. So uh, what do you say, K5DCC? Oh, uh, well, <laughs> my instant reaction <laughs> when you mentioned it was, what the, why would anyone want to listen to this? But um, you know what, if, 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 um, if there haven't been too many ums and ahs, and you think this is worthy of going into one of your editions? Well, feel free. Um, what the heck? Anyone could be listening to it right now anyway. So um, there's probably more than one masochist out there. I doubt you're alone, Denny. <laughs> uh, that's another thing I like about you. You're humble. <laughs> no, I think it would be very interesting. And I, I learned from uh, my conversation with Eric <clears throat> of QSO today that uh, he listens to his podcasts at twice speed and he goes through i think he said uh 20 or a dozen i can't remember now but uh many podcasts each week and uh, he does that by listening at twice speed uh that sounds very interesting you know the audio timber and uh quality doesn't change it just goes faster and he was telling me about someone that is blind that listens to all his emails at six times speed oh boy i can't imagine but anyway, well, thank you for your permission, and uh, I think uh, people will enjoy it. Meanwhile, I think we're getting pretty close to my uh, satellite pass. So uh, I'm going to say 73 and bid you adieu. 
have a great uh, day there. I guess it's afternoon now. We're going to be heading into town ourselves today. Uh, we're singing at the uh, Senior Center <clears throat> for our birthday party and uh, hooking up with another ham friend of mine. I want to show him uh, this recording I made of of one of the uh, linear satellite passes so he can see what I see. He's just using his uh, duo band uh, UHF VHF sideband rig. And of course, they have to tune around to hear what's going on. And I heard the most interesting thing, or saw it even, on my waterfall last night when I was uh, monitoring one of the linears. Somebody was transmitting and just spinning the dial up and down, down the band. And uh, I'm thinking, who was going to follow you? <laughs> was that intentional? Was he just uh, creating trouble or what was the deal? And I started thinking about it. Uh, you only have 10 minutes or 11 minutes. You don't have a lot of time on these birds to make contact. And so by uh, scrolling up and down the band while you're transmitting, calling CQ satellite, you're going to come across somebody who's sitting on one frequency and they're going to hear it and they'll go, oh, somebody is out there. Because they're not really full of, of people calling CQ. It's usually just uh, two or three. And so that lets them know, okay, somebody else is out there, so I'm going to tune around until I can uh, catch this guy. And sure enough, he tuned up and down the band and then stopped on one frequency and kept calling. So that person then was scrolling around trying to find him until he lands on his frequency, and there they can make their contact. So I think it was intentional, but without the waterfall or a pan adapter, you can't see that, and you don't know if anyone else is out there if you're both on different frequencies. So I think it was intentional. So anyway, I'm going to show him what that looks like, and I think you'll be tickled. I heard him on it, too. Anyway, good talking to you this uh, this fine day, Paul. 73, uh, God bless. We'll do this again soon. Uh, G1SQY, K5DCC. <laughs> Always interesting insights. It would have been uh, fun yesterday whilst out portable. Uh, it was a two-meter uh, contest in the U.K., uh, so I went out for a few hours to take part in that. It was interesting to see some of that on a waterfall display. Um, it's um, just incredibly interesting, isn't it, to see. It, it, it's one of those few things when you're at home, you've got a waterfall in front of you and you can see reflections, especially at VHF, coming in. Um, uh, and, 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 but but to be able to visually see them, I'll explain this badly, but being able to visually see a, a radio reflection is, um, uh, I, I think it gives you a, an increased level of understanding that you don't get from uh, from just hearing it or for, um, you know, uh, pointing a beam at 90 degrees to the person you're talking to and having an S9 plus conversation. <laughs> and then pointing at them and then being somewhere down in the mud and noise. But uh, one of the things that keeps it enjoyable is just a fascination with it, isn't it? So um, I won't uh, stop you going out to uh, to speak with or to listen to the usual gang on uh, on the birds. And uh, no doubt I'll be able to catch up with it and, um, and with the uh, uh, session that you just described. Uh, on one of the podcasts uh, a little bit later. But yeah, my screen break, which was why I was on the radio, I think has been extended for far longer than I'd intended. So uh, I need to get uh, uh, get back on the computer and, uh, and do some more paid work. All the best, Denny. Have a great day. G1SQY, now clear. All right, thanks, Paul.
for those that are listening, this uh, episode is uh, this segment was recorded on the International Radio Network on Zello. Uh, great group of folks. If you want to meet some people from around the world on a clear communications platform, check out International Radio Network. 73, Paul, this has been K5DCC and the Digicom Cafe connected to the International Radio Network on Zello. Here at the Digicom Cafe Communications Network, we're all about the power of voice. Did you know you could listen to this cafe cast on your Echo Dot by simply asking Alexa to play Radio on the Rocks? I created this skill many months ago. I was looking for a way to do this very easily and quickly, and I ran across a very unique platform. It's called VoiceFlow. VoiceFlow is a wonderful platform that makes it easy to create powerful voice applications without any coding and faster than coding. There are many amazing tools out there to build voice apps, but their goal at VoiceFlow is to build the easiest, most powerful tool that gets as close to coding without needing to write a single line of code. So if you're interested in building your own Amazon skill for amateur radio, I suggest going to voiceflow.com and join their Facebook group, voiceflow.com. Today's daily devotional is entitled, Let Silence Prevail. Numbers 12.4 reads, Suddenly the Lord said to Moses, Aaron, and Miriam, Come out, you three, to the tabernacle of meeting. So the three came out. All of us, regardless of who we are, will be falsely accused and criticized at some point in our lives. There will be times when what they said about us is true, whether we admit it or not. And there will be other times when the commentary is completely false. How do we react when others speak lies about us? Do we get angry and immediately go into defense mode? Uh, Do we suddenly get diarrhea of the mouth and give them a piece of our minds? What do we accomplish by doing this, other than adding fuel to the fire and making ourselves look guilty of the falsehood? As I read this account of Miriam and Aaron speaking against Moses, the one thing that stood out was that Moses never spoke up in his own defense. In keeping silent, he gave room for God to speak on his behalf. What better defense can we have than to let God vindicate us when others have spoken badly about us? The the best defense we have against gossipers and people who try to malign our name is to live a righteous life before the Lord. 1 Peter 3, verses 13 through 17 tell us that we are blessed if we suffer for righteousness sake. 1 Peter 3.16 reads, having a good conscience, that when they defame defame you as evildoers, those who revile your good conduct in Christ may be ashamed. John the Baptist faithfully served God, and people accused him of being possessed. And Jesus was perfect, yet people spoke ill of him. You know from Matthew chapter 11, verses 18 and 19. Why would we think that people will not speak ill of us? Even when Jesus was insulted, he did not insult them in return. 1 Peter 2.23 tells us, Who, when he was reviled, did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but committed himself to him who judges righteously. In this instance, God spoke directly to Miriam and Aaron in defense of his servant Moses. Today, if we allow God to be our defense, he will send others uh, who know us and who will speak up on our behalf. Proverbs 27.2 reminds us, 
Let another man praise you and not your own mouth, a stranger and not your own lips. When Jesus stood before Pilate, he remained silent against the false accusations made against him. This was recorded for us in Mark 15 verses 3 through 5 where it reads, And the chief priests accused him of many things, but he answered nothing. Then Pilate asked him again, saying, Do you answer nothing? See how many things they testify against you? But Jesus still answered nothing. So that so that Pilate marveled. Not only were Jesus and Moses both silent in each of their circumstances, but when they finally spoke, their response was one that is difficult for any one of us to have, even though it is by far the best response to those who falsely criticize us. Verse 13 of this chapter tells us, So Moses cried out to the Lord, saying, Please heal her, O God, I pray. Luke 23:34 tells us then Jesus said father forgive them for they know for they do not know what they do Moses interceded for Miriam and asked God to heal her in other words he showed forgiveness Jesus cried out for forgiveness during a time when he was suffering most See, when we find ourselves in a place of having to defend ourselves against false accusations and criticism, we must be patient, forgive, and allow God to come to our defense according to His timetable. When we do this, we will give silence time to prevail. Today, God extends an invitation to you to accept this free gift of salvation. Will you accept it? Anyone who calls on Jesus by faith and repentance, confessing your sins, will receive eternal life. Do not put off calling on Him and receive Him. It's free gift of salvation today. Thank you for visiting and listening to this radio on the Rocks Cafe cast. This podcast can be heard on Apple, Google, Spotify, and Stitcher apps, plus the embedded anchor.fm widget at digicomcafe.com. You can also listen to all of our cafe casts on your Amazon devices by asking Alexa to play radio on the rocks. Now, please stand by for a word from one of our sponsors. Is there somebody that you know that's trying to get their ham ticket? Trying to ham test online. It's easy. There's no drudgery to it. There's no dread to it. And right now you can get the technician exam study guide that's normally $29.95. And right now during this sale price, it's only $19.95. That's right. That's the technical study guide for the tech license for ham test online. Now, let them log into HamTest Online and let them follow the program study guide. They'll get their ticket in a matter of a few days. Right now, the price is reduced to $19.95. So get online. And if you've already got all of your tickets, then ham it forward by buying this study program for someone who's trying and wants to get into ham radio. HamTestOnline.com. That's hamtestonline.com.